Hello, my name is David and welcome to Ozpol Explained. We're going to be discussing what the local versus state versus federal government is. What's the difference? So Australia has three tiers of government. Now federal is perhaps the one we're all the most familiar with. That is the one with the Prime Minister. A lot of Australians would recognise Parliament House in Canberra. But what are the other two? And what are they even responsible for? Who knows? I do. And soon you will too. So the federal government covers all of Australia. Obviously. It is made up of politicians in the Senate and the House of Representatives. If you don't know anything about that, check out my first video. Australia is a two-house system, or if you're feeling really fancy and want a new word that you will almost never use, bicameral. Means two houses. Bills must pass in both houses to become law. So the state government covers its own state, naturally. Wow. I'm really teaching you a lot. Okay, so each state has its own constitution and parliament. The head is called the Premier. Quick note though, territories do actually have a different type of government, even though they are the same sort of tier. The Northern Territory and the ACT have a different system. The Parliament of States is divided into the Legislative Assembly and the Legislative Council, unless of course you're Queensland, where they only have one, which is the Legislative Assembly. Because in 1922 they thought, like, nah, screw it, like, this is... Yeah. And they were like, eh, we can only have one. It'll work. I mean, it works for the Northern Territory and the ACT, because they also only have the Legislative Assembly. This means that they have one house, or if you're still feeling fancy, unicameral. The ACT's Legislative Assembly has the power of a local council, as it is no local government itself. It's pretty small. Territories also don't have the same scope of legislative powers as state governments. The federal government can come into a territory and just simply override any law at any point in time. For example, the ACT legalised same-sex marriage back in 2013. The High Court then challenged it based off the Liberal government's insistence. It was then undone in December of the same year. Thankfully, four years later in 2017, marriage equality passed and was federal law all across Australia. Side note though, I used to get confused when I see officers of politicians and they're like, it's the member for such and such. I'm like, that's not the, that's not the federal member for such and such. That's because they're not federal, they're state. And so if you ever see a sign that says, bloody blah, MLA, or bloody blue, MLC, like, aha, uh -huh, weird name, but I know that you're a state politician. That's how you know. Fun fact, no one called bloody blah has ever run for federal parliament. It's just, uh, look it up. That's a fact. Local government is things like the city council or shire council. This is where we get mayors or shire presidents. Here's the thing. The size of a shire or a local council isn't necessarily one per town. Large metropolitan areas can actually have several. This explains why if you've ever seen something like the city of Subiaco and you're like, but we're in Perth. Subiaco is a suburb. Well, Yes, Subiaco is a suburb, but it is also the city of Subiaco, as in a local government. A local government can be as small as just simply covering a handful of suburbs. So what do they even do? Well, first off, the federal government is the most important and the highest tier. Laws can vary between states, but if there's a conflicting law on the same subject between a state and a federal, then section 109 of the constitution allows the federal government to just override it. It can override any conflicting element of the state law so long as it is constitutionally allowed to do so. The federal government 
makes laws about things such as foreign affairs, social security, such as welfares and pensions, industrial relations, trade with other countries, immigration and citizenship, currency, the census, marriage and divorce, bankruptcy, the postal service, very important, that is federally owned, lighthouses, also very important, and defense. That's right, they're charged with running the country's overall economy and the laws that we must all abide by, no matter where we live in the country. It gets its power from section 51 of the constitution. Ooh, constitutional law, the sexiest of all the laws. Yes, that's right, section 51 of the Australian constitution does specifically state that the federal government has jurisdiction over lighthouses. Hey, it was the year 1900, that was apparently the peak of importance. What the Prime Minister says about lighthouses, we must all obey about what the Prime Minister says about lighthouses. I want to know every federal election, what is the stance on lighthouses? How will you change the law regarding lighthouses? It is compulsory to vote in federal elections. Register to vote or update your electoral details if you have moved house recently at the Australian Electoral Commission website, that is www.aec.gov.au. The AEC is your friend. Once enrolled to vote on a federal level, you are enrolled to vote in all elections, state, local, and federal. The state government can make laws on anything that isn't covered by the federal government. It makes laws on things like consumer affairs, issues on justice, such as police laws and prisons, health, emergency services, education, conservation and environment, sport and recreation, industrial relations, public transport, and roads. And that's why when you go interstate, you need a different travel card for every single capital city's form of public transport. The state government, they did this to us. Why do I need an Opal card? The smart rider does the exact same thing. Voting in state elections is compulsory too. So don't forget that there is a specific website for each electoral commission of each state or territory, like the Victorian Electoral Commission, the Western Australian Electoral Commission. You can just Google it, or, but for convenience, I will put all the links in the description. So the duties of the local government though, are more focused because well, they have to be. They're very small areas. So they do deal with things such as local road maintenance, picking up the garbage and sewerage, building regulations and land subdivisions, pet control, public health, libraries, footpaths, community services, town planning, and recreational facilities. Basically, it builds you parks and then maintains the area and then tells you when your bin day is. When I say it does libraries, I mean local libraries, not like the state library, and which is different from, say, the national libraries. Look, just support whatever library you see at any point in time. Don't be afraid of libraries is the one thing that you should take away from this video. Support them, get close to them, learn their secrets. And yes, you heard me, pet control. It is your local government that tells you that you're not allowed things like a sheep, goat, pig, alpaca, horse, deer, camel, llama, emu, ostrich, or even a kangaroo if you live in certain suburban areas. Oh well, they're the ones controlling your camel ownership. They're the ones to complain to. If for some reason you desperately want to shove a camel into suburbia, you weirdo. They also say things like, for example, I am only allowed to own six chickens, but no roosters. I'm allowed six chickens, but no roosters. And they have to be a certain distance from the fence and also like food prepar preparation areas 
And where I live, I'm also allowed a maximum of 30 pigeons. That's the law. I cannot have 31. I don't know what the law says if I break it and I buy 31 pigeons, but I am too much of a coward to find out. I am allowed bees though. And until the state or federal government tells me otherwise, nothing will stop me from owning as many bees as I like, except for financial restrictions, my allergy to bees, and how scary that makes me feel being near them. Quick note, voting in local elections isn't compulsory in Western Australia, South Australia, and Tasmania. Everywhere else, you do have to pay attention to that. Voting is very important in Australia, just keep doing it. Details about your local elections can be found at the Electoral Commission website of the specific state you live in. But wait, there's some crossover in some of these duties. So for example, health. The federal government's budget always mentions health as a prominent feature, but also the state and local government also have duties regarding health. So what's happening there? Let's explore. The health system is actually jointly run by all three tiers of government. So let's start from the top and work our way down. Federally, we have Medicare, which is the foundation of our medical system. It helps cover some of the medical costs for a lot of different procedures and doctor's visits and helps people from descending into US styled medical bankruptcy. So the federal government funds Medicare, the pharmaceutical benefits scheme, subsidizes aged care services and protects the community from radiation from nuclear safety research. What? Yep, that's what it says right on the health.gov.au website. Uh, thanks. Uh, I didn't realize that I was at risk of radiation. Thanks to the federal health system for protecting me and also you from just too much radiation. I love not living in fallout. The federal and state government have the shared responsibility of funding public hospitals. So for instance, in the 2017 to 18 financial year, the federal government gave the South Metropolitan Health Service in Western Australia $19,887 million. I don't know why they just didn't put that in billions. And the Western Australian government gave $2,152 million. This was spread out over several hospitals. The state and local government then have a shared responsibility when it comes to managing public hospitals, community and mental health services, and food safety and handling regulations. So let's discuss a few more examples of crossover. In the case of roads, the federal government has a national road funding. The state government then looks after things like buses, major roads, road taxes, traffic lights, police, road signs, etc, etc. The local government then deals with things like local roads, street signs, and bus stops. For education, the federal government funds states and higher education. State government deals with their educational department and school funding, and then local government in Victoria, New South Wales, for example, deal with kindergarten and preschool. For taxes, the federal government has taxes to raise money like the GST or income tax, or sometimes the corporate tax rate. States have their own way of raising money, like transfer duty, land tax, gambling tax, etc., but depend on the federal government for more than half of their funding. Local governments have these things called rates, which are basically taxes for property owners, like your council rates for owning a house. They then use this to help support the community. So there you have it. Your local government deals with things such as parks, town planning, and chickens, while your state government deals with things like public transport and managing hospitals. And the federal government deals with things like immigration, the post office, 
lighthouses and I guess the military. Together they work for an intermingling system that covers every single facet of the Australian government. Now you can impress everyone with your amazing knowledge of the different tiers of Australian government. Win the admiration of all your peers as you regale them with everything that you learned in this video or just share it with them so they can learn it as well. Thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe, but also comment down below what you would like to learn next. Also, there is a link in the description to a copy of the script full with citations to the specific things that I have mentioned so you can read more about them or use them as resources in an assignment or essay. Because although the things that I've said are correct, you can't use a YouTube video as a citation in an essay, sorry. Also, there is a Patreon in the description. So if you want to support free educational content, please contribute. Thank you very much and I will see you again.